Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So come here, how are you feeling? Oh, grand. I am fine now. I'm going in tomorrow. So I'd say they'll, I'd say they'll induce me then. But sure, that, that's okay. You know, I kind of feel at this stage I'm mentally prepared as much as I can be yeah 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 of course um bought bought the tens machine I was laughing on our at our zoom baby shower which by the way was so much fun wasn't it we were both saying it was oh, great yeah. crack I was it was good crack but I was laughing at the tens machine do you remember when I was like has anyone used it I was like yeah like yeah it's yeah it's good and so basically people were just using it for the speed bumps in the car on the way there so I was like look I'll throw it in the bag we'll give it a whirl but now I think at this stage like I'd be very surprised if they don't induce me tomorrow because that's the plan oh that's the plan already what time are you heading in at I'm heading in after lunch, so I've got the, I've I've got the morning, and then I've I've got the morning of not being a mammy, and then I go in, and it's all over. It's all over. There's no going back after this now. No more coffees. Wasn't that what a friend of mine was saying now a few months ago? She's like, you can say goodbye to the coffees. It's like surely I'll still be able to have a coffee. You'll be able to have a coffee. I think, yeah, you'll coffee. You'll appreciate coffee even more, perhaps. Yeah, she did say she was like, "It's just the baby's going to be on you all the time. You don't want to scald that baby." But I mean, my dad accidentally scalded me when I was a baby, and I think, admittedly, my tweets um, over the course of the pregnancy probably wouldn't wouldn't back this up. But I think I turned out okay. <laughs> probably just meant that uh you know those kind of relaxing afternoons where you meet somebody and you have a coffee and then it's kind of like you just do whatever you find like wherever the breeze takes you that we get another coffee yeah that kind of thing yeah that they may be a little uh they mightn't be as spontaneous as they once were yeah yeah It'd be coffee. You you've got to, you've got to plan that slice of cake. But um, on the plus side, actually, do you know it's such a dad move. I know we've discussed this before. When the dads used to be minding us in the eighties, it always ended in some kind of disaster, where you'd come oh, home yeah. and you'd have a second degree burn, or all your clothes would be soaking wet because you've you've just gone to the canal for the day or something but um on the plus side I never actually have to fake tan my right foot because it's always just that little bit little bit tanned so you know that's a plus I was only telling I think Ella about this the other day that we were talking about the water and I was like oh like I'm not a big fan of the water like I I would say that I can't swim now, I'm sure if you threw me into the water, like, I know I can swim a little bit, but I've never learned. It's not my thing. You're never going to see me jumping into a pool. But me, myself and my brothers all have experiences 
from our childhood with my dad involved in water. But I think, yeah, I I think it's kind of a universal thing that like if your mom was going off for the day, your dad would be like, what will we do? I know none of them can swim, so I'm just going to take them to water. Like it just seemed to be like I think every dad just gravitates to water in the absence of the mammy. Maybe it's just that they feel a little bit, oh, yeah, okay, good cop is off for the day. Let's just have a bit of an adventure. In fairness to the dads, you know the way now, every other week, there's a storm. But I don't think we yeah. made a hoo-ha about the storms. They were still happening. But we weren't kind of, we were kind of making them weekly events. So my dad would bring us out somewhere near the water, but it would be at the start of a storm. And he'd be like, in fairness to him, he'd be like, I'm just going to go over here where it's a bit sheltered so I can spark up. And we'd be like, Grand, yeah, take your time. I'm just going to chill out here by the, the edge. Because that's, the in fairness, that's where all the crack is. And then we just kind of would fuck ourselves into the water. Yeah. And I think, I think to be fair, extreme weather conditions hadn't started to happen yet in the 80s. Like climate change hadn't been invented yet. No, so... the only one the only one we were really paying attention to was, you know, the way every 15 years there is a massive snow. Snow, yeah. We can, snow see, like, we can see that. We can measure it. We, it's visual. It's, we can get on board with it straight away. There's no, was yeah. it snowing? Was it even that bad? Yeah, we can see it. Everyone has pictures. Lots and lots and lots of pictures. So I think it's just that the storms, they're kind of, they're open to interpretation, really. Yeah, they are open to interpretation for sure. Actually, speaking of climate change, I saw Greta's going back to school. It's back to school for everyone, Emma, this week. It's back to school for everyone. Yeah, I saw she was going back. The boys and Ella are back tomorrow. Ella was actually due back in on Friday. And they weren't telling us what time she was in at. And even I rang the school and I was like, they just like, what time is she in at? And secretary, obviously on her fault, she's like, I can't tell you. Like, it's drop off. Like, what's going on? It's a strange kind of need to know basis attitude, isn't it really? Even with, an, even with illegal activities, like you kind of need to know. What time are we robbing the shop at? Like, this is key. We need to know. But then um, I think at about half four on Thursday, they sent a message saying uh, we've actually completely bottled that now and they're going to be back in on Tuesday. And you're quoting that you're quoting that text verbatim. Obviously, yeah. I love the way the school's gone so straight. We've bottled it and it's going to be Tuesday. Subject line in the email. So funny. And I had three little laughy emojis. Do you know what? Oh, we've bottled it. They've been watching watching Top Boy on repeat like myself. And now it's, it's all that lingo. I know. Do you know what? I can't believe because try, like, I mean, you know, in terms of back to school, obviously it's back to school back to school this week but I haven't got my head around that I'm not not going back to school I'm just having a baby until I look down and then I see my nipples and I don't recognize my own nipples and I'm like oh yes now something's going on the nipples are just like the wind they're changing every day but how is the old belly button um the belly button it's still an outie um, but it's looking yeah. a bit, it's looking a little bit stretched these days. A little bit stretched. The shape, the shape has changed. I definitely yesterday was a bit freaky now because I like I googled it and obviously like everyone has this experience, but I could definitely feel like the baby kind of moving into the lower pelvis. Mm-hmm. And you're watching the belly because I was I was watching Dirty John Benny Benny Broderick the second series very good have to say bit of a slow burner but well worth a view was good crack and I was watching the belly and like you can kind of like see like 
it, the baby's just like moving down and I was like it's definitely just down lower now it just does feel like it's kind of closer to the badge oh was the, was the head not engaged before well I don't well okay shots fired let's not let's not let's not. <laughs> maybe it was engaged no the last few times, I don't so, know they said it at an appointment they feel and they say oh yeah the he- he- baby's head's engaged so maybe well it would around now for you well, do you know what? Maybe it was engaged before, and it could have been my imagination, but it definitely felt like it just felt lower. Yeah, yeah. No, it would definitely, even when the head is engaged, it would like, oh, feels kind of lower. That I don't know. It was, yeah, it was it was a strange one. So um, I took Fred, uh, I took Fred for a pint last night, and, you know, he did the joke of, oh, I'll, you'll be seeing a lot more of me this week. And everyone laughed, and <laughs> I didn't laugh. That kind of thing. Too, it's too soon. Too soon for those guys. Oh, it's just too soon. It's just too soon. And I did have to tell him, I was like, I know exactly what you're planning. And just to say that we're not taking the baby down to the pub when it's like a week old. He's like, it'd be so funny in the rocker. I was like, no. Like, can we just... Give it a few weeks. Thank you so much. See, I'm kind of skulking around the pub now. Well, I'm skulking around the pub since the engagement story came out. Okay, yeah. And I was was referring to Mad Mike calling me a slapper, which is all true. And like, obviously, everyone does call him Mad Mike. I think he refers to himself as such. But does he want to see it in print? I'm not so sure. I mean, he might think twice. About interrupting an engagement in future. <laughs> in fairness, like. I mean, look, I stand by my state. The moral of the story <laughs> is. That give you license to just fucking do whatever you want. This is what happens, us, Emma. We forget with podcasts that people listen to them. True, very true. But if somebody is mad and it's even part of their name, that's fine. But it's you know these people that just like completely fuck you over and you're just like sorry what and they're like I'm just in a really bad place oh fine yeah. why did you have to go and fucking try and ruin my life while you were at <laughs> take your own name fuck yeah and own also life. and sorry you can't sorry you can't call people the slapper these days even in jest like unless unless it's your GBF like they get away obviously they get away with it like, you know, if it's the gay best friend and he calls you a slapper grand. But I mean, any other male on the planet isn't getting away with that. No. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm an expert or that I'm trained or I have any qualifications or knowledge. But I don't think that anxiety mixes. Like, I don't think being a shitster is a sign of anxiety. Do you know what I mean? No, definitely not. It's like, oh, it's just it was my anxiety flaring up. Was it? I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like anxiety to me. No, and I, I feel, do you know, because I know I've said before, I was having panic attacks long before they were killed. But I actually hate, I wish there was another word for anxiety because I do feel it's been thrown out so much. And you think, yeah, but, oh, yeah. And, you know, with the, with actual anxiety, you do think, oh, yeah, like, it's it's so debilitating for people. And, you know, you look at people with, like, post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff like that. And, they, you know, they would have, like, recurring anxieties relating to all of that shit. But you do think exactly that, Emma, that you think, oh, no, I don't think it was the anxiety. I think you were just being a bit of an asshole. Yeah, sometimes. Not in the, not in the, not in the instance now, Mad Mike, because we all took it in jest on the day. And I we know. It's a bit of a giggle. I'm not saying Mad Mike. But oh, I, I would say it would be, especially people who self-diagnose and never oh, yeah. go to or anything. A lot of Googling, a lot of Googling. Yeah, I think you need to, I do think you need to part with at least 50 quid before we can take your diagnosis seriously. You have to commit. You have to buy that title. I know. 
it's like me when I'd rock up um to I'd rock up to places and I'd be like like you know I said I think I said in the last one but I started seeing this new counsellor a few weeks ago who's like a game changer I absolutely love her but she's so funny because she'll bring something up and I'd be like oh yeah I was reading up about that and like I'd say she's just like this is half the problem that this one just (laughs) spends too much time reading up about x y and z but it is completely true. You just you have to step away from the Google Doc and you need to spend, I would say, at least 70, if I'm honest, before we're going to take it seriously. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's gone up. Maybe it is 70 quid. I mean, everything else has gone up. Maybe. Well, I think, well, I don't know like how much counselling is now, like, but I, I do feel in general. In general, I think it's definitely over the 50 quid. Listener, get in touch. But I think it's generally <laughs> 70, I would think. Probably, yeah. And come here, are you going to go back to her then? Did you have kind of a oh, last day with her? Or? Well, no, you see, that was kind of funny because now I really like her. She's so good. Honestly, she's so brilliant because like she doesn't like, you know, you'd be talking to her about Irish comedy wells and like, oh Instagram etc and she's just like will we go back to the big issues because I feel you've got some big issues there so I'm like can we just talk about ways I can grow my profile um but she's very much like no like this is this is outrageous but she's I really like the real talk from her but it was funny because the other day now with the baby she was like you seem in a really good place and I've been down this road before because this is the start of the breakup and I was like oh I don't know and she was like, no, you seem now in a much better place. And anyway, we said we'd revisit it after the baby. But it's oh, not yeah. it's not a breakup. It's just a slonk of foes. See you in a bit. But I, I think I would still like to check in with her. But then, you see, this is what happened to me before when I had a counsellor that I really liked. That it gets to the stage where, like, you probably are in a good place. But then I just love chatting to the person so much. <laughs> Okay, yeah. And I just, I just keep, because you do kind of, not that it's not, obviously it's not a friendship or anything like that, but at the, at the, you know, but at the same time you enjoy their company and it's nice to chat to someone. So I'm always so, like, it's, it's hard then to kind of end it with the person because you're like, I thought we were mates. Why is my friend request still pending? This is making a lot of sense now. I mean, the WhatsApp audios have definitely been the last they've while. waned yeah she's on the receiving end of an hour of whatsapp audios but like there's no there's i mean obviously there, this is not even intermittent it's just 60 minutes of a whatsapp audio yeah yeah she's usually I, I, on the floor I, by the end of it <laughs> <laughs> crawling towards the water cooler um but yeah no so i'll check in with her after but yeah i don't know how it'll work with the baby like, would you have an hour to yourself? I don't know. Would you? I don't know. Sure, look, we'll see how it goes. But I suppose, I suppose your circumstances are different. It's not like Fred is going to be leaving the house every morning at half seven and getting back at six. You know what I mean? No. So, the world's your oyster in, in that sense. Like, it's whatever way you guys work it out. You know what I mean? Well, I presume he'll be a house suppy for the foreseeable. Oh, sure, don't even get us that. We were actually chatting about that, the whole employment thing um yesterday I don't know how it'll go but sure look we'll see for the next we're not going to worry about it anyway for the next couple of months but um yeah it's just there's just none I know we say it every week but there's just nothing happening and I mean even this thing now the pub's not opening for another seven weeks I mean it has I'd say it'll be 2021 at this stage would you by the time they're opened up again yeah I would I would say just enjoy the next few months as best you can and all that. And like things like, you know, oh Christmas or whatever, like you don't have to spend no money at Christmas or anything like that. You can have absolute shoes straight in Christmas and no one will give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not yeah, like exactly. People are waiting for stuff or whatever. But yeah, I, if I'd be thinking, and like this is for myself as well, Reevaluate in January 2021 and see what's going on, see how things are. Yeah, I think I think because I'm like a real like 
I'd probably be like looking into stuff now or possibilities because I just wouldn't be able to stop myself anyway because I'd always be trying to like fucking plan ahead. But I'd be waiting until the new year until I make any big decisions or big commitments and into different paths or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think everyone I think everyone can take this time now because it's just it's 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 not happening really for until then at the earliest. Yeah, and sure everyone's still getting the old payments, aren't they? Well, I, I don't know what's going on with that because I actually stopped getting the payment. I was going to ring them today and see what the story is. But I mean, I think were they saying in September they were going to stop paying people. But I don't know if that's still the case. Oh, OK, yeah. But look, I mean, we'll see because obviously I suppose that can't go on forever either. Um, But I was I was going to ring them today and just do my last last few bits and bobs. Um, But yeah. I'll get. I'll give them an elbow. As you know, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and there are loads of deadly podcasts on that network for you guys to tune into. And this is one that we think you might like. If you want to check it out this week, this is Fireside. Once upon a time. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week we breathe new life into old stories from folklore and mythology, from the mysterious landing of the old Celtic gods to the epic wars fought by Cúchulainn and Queen Maeve, right down to the petty squabbles between headstrong mortals and roguish fairies. We already have a huge collection available with a new episode every Wednesday. This is not just a podcast for folklore fiends, but for anyone who enjoys a good story. And who doesn't love a good story? My name is Kevin C. Olhan, and I am your host and your fireside bard. Wherever you are in the world, you can always join me by the fireside. Come here. I was, do you know what I was reading about this morning? I've always found this group of people just so fascinating and strange in a real, like, macabre way. I was on metro.co.uk. Oh yeah, living my living my best to living my best tube life, and I was reading about the paedophile hunters. I just find the whole paedophile hunting thing it's a strange one, isn't it? Like imagine if you met a lad, and he's going through his hobbies, and one of them is you know you meet for a drink or whatever, and one of them is paedophile hunting. It's just such a strange one. It is very strange because actually the most recent one I can think of is, do you remember this fella who worked um, in RTE? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in prison now in England. Yeah, but do you remember like he he was actually caught by like a paedophile hunter, wasn't he? He'd gone, yeah. He'd gone to kind of what he thought he was going to meet some uh, young girl. But I, I think they must have obviously had other evidence. I don't know. They must have, they've obviously built up a case. I don't think it's enough to just kind of uh, meet somebody when they think you're somebody else. I don't know if that's actually enough. But it is an odd one, isn't it? Because um, it's just odd. You see, like, it's, it's tricky because some of them, they do actually do, um, like, they do get people arrested and stuff at the same time. But yes. Yeah, I know. But you do wonder, I don't know, like even the language, like the, the, in, in the article today, they were talking about this um, paedophile being snared. And you just think it's a strange one because generally, I think in that instance now with the RT guy, they created a fake profile and then, you know, obviously kept this relationship going over a period of time. and then you know, arranged for him to come and meet this fictional young girl in England. Yeah. And I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's a strange one because you don't know at what point. I mean, I guess it's just such an awful area. You'd kind of wonder why anyone would want to invite that kind of darkness into their life. I know they would view it as that they're doing, you know, good work and, you know, they're vigilantes as such. And obviously they're, you know, helping children, etc. But for me, it's just like, can you imagine embroidering yourself in something like that? It's just, oh, why would you do it to yourself? 
I know. I suppose there must be. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Like there must be some sort of satisfaction or whatever from actually marrying the person or whatever. But like, it's a lot of shit that would have to be done. It would be like it would be months. I would imagine of. Oh, I mean, like these fake conversations with these absolute creeps. I just, oh, it's such, it's just such a strange one. I think even for somebody who would do that as their job, like, you know, like, so as in paid employment in police force or whatever, I'd say you could only do it for so long and then you just have to, like, step out of it because... Oh, I know. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be for me now. I'd be no. more. The, I'd be more the type like I'd just, you know, go for a walk or something, or kind of do a class in the gym, or that if I was looking for an old hobby. Yeah, I think it's just it's uh it's it's it, w- it wouldn't be for us anyway. That's actually do, oh a good news story though. Did you see our old friend of the podcast, Kerry, got engaged? She got engaged for the fortieth. Yeah, she got engaged for uh, is this is this the fourth engagement? I think is it or the is this would it be the fourth? I'm not sure. But I mean, she got engaged. So congratulations, Kerry. I know you listened to the podcast. Uh, we're very, very happy not for that you. Matters. Not that it matters. But she has said before, like, that she wasn't going to bother getting married again. But she has been with this fella. Two years. years. Yeah. yeah. Go to have two years. And he just seems to be, <laughs> he just seems to be, like, very low-key in terms of putting himself out there. And it does seem, yeah, it does seem to be kind of nice, whatever. I mean, yeah, at this stage, like, well, at any stage, but like, it's necessary to get married again. Well, whatever. I know, I know. Would you be arsed? I mean, we'll we'll probably do it at some stage, but who know who knows when that's going to happen? But I know very happy for Kerry. Like that is your first. That is your first. You know what I mean? So probably the last, but sure, who knows what's going to happen? I would imagine, like either way, I think Fred's going to be a great first husband. Like I have to say that much. Yeah. Well, this is my ba- baby, poor Fred, and he's so good. He got up to that money out this morning. We love you, Fred. We're only joking. Um, you're going to be my first and last husband. But now I think for Kerry, your man does seem, I mean, I think two years for poor old Kerry is probably the equivalent of, I'd say, 10 years in other people's world. Like, Kerry's yeah. just got so much going on. Like, I mean, she's so, oh, do you remember all, I mean, sure, all she had to deal with, like, with the last partner was, it was just the whole situation was insane. So your man does seem, like, he does seem kind of low-key, which I like, and you know, kind of more like I'll hold, I'll hold the camera for you, love, which is kind of what you want, I imagine, if you're Kerry. Do you remember the fellow that she was married to, the last? Uh, oh, you're kind of breaking up, love. I'm oh, sorry, the fellow that she was married to, who was uh, the little baldy fella. What was oh, Mark, name? the taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he, he was, was so t- gross. He totally wanted in on the action, though, didn't he? Of course. He was all like, I want to be on the cover of OK Magazine. And OK Magazine was like, but Mark, you are a small, baldy prick. Like, why do, Why would people want to see you on the cover of OK Magazine? Sure, he completely set her up for a fail over and over again. Crazy, Mark. Now, nah, well, look, best look. I'm sure. Look, at this stage of the game, we could even get an invite to that wedding. Well, I mean, look, we're probably we need to sit down one of the days and work out. We're probably only what, like seven degrees of separation away from. I would imagine Kerry at this point, less. I would think. Definitely. Sure, Fred's matter. I'm sure, hasn't he? 
Oh, yes. Well, of course, we've. Oh, well, I did say that before, actually, but she was on the Podge and Raj, wasn't she? A few years ago. And um, not to be repeating myself, even though I always do. I'm 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 a bit of a what was the name of that butcher? He was always repeating himself on Carrie. Was it Fred? Do you remember him? I am a bit of that. But he did say, because she had said he was doing the warm up and he had said, which I told you before, that like she had said, oh, would you mind if I actually chat to the audience just a bit before the show? And he said it was literally hands down the best few minutes of stand up before. Because it's hard with an RT audience as well, because I think people are a bit nervous. They're yeah. not as loosey-goosey as in other scenarios if they're in comedy club or something. And he was like, they were eating out the palm of her hand, that she was so brilliant. But I mean, Met is a slight exage. I don't know. Like, I think, again, his friend request is still pending. Um, okay. But I wonder, there has to be some connection to Kerry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, details. Like, married to Brian. Yeah, you have time to sort all this out when you're in hospital now. Yeah, I mean, I like I could just text Vogue and just be like, listen, like, how do we get on to Kerry? That's all we want is just imagine us in the background of the OK magazine, but like just full on the page, <laughs> just us, just us peering above the cake. Oh, yeah, like really far back, like really, <laughs> just really far back. And, and then, then we could have as featured in OK Magazine. For a couple of days, what would happen is we'd take, they're like, oh my God, that's, we'd be like, oh my God, that's us, that is definitely us. And like, yeah, that's totally our elbow, Emma, oh my God. And we'd be on that for a few days and then we'd cop out and now that actually isn't us. We were no, over the other. You know, and you know as well, we, <laughs> we definitely weren't on the groom side, were we? <laughs> Um, but then, and then I would be getting annoyed because we'd have decided what we were wearing, and you would have told me like, okay, I'm just gonna do like full on glam, and I'd arrive, and you'd have a totally different look that you didn't tell me about, and I'd just be in a huff for the whole day, and I'd just be pulling my body dress down, saying things like, I just feel silly now. In my lipsy by Michelle Keegan. Sure, what did any of us do before weddings when it came to, like, before we had lipsy by Michelle Keegan? Fuck sake. I miss that part of a wedding. You know, when you're at the Prosecco reception and you're saying to them, where'd you get the dress lipsy? Oh, it's just everyone's getting their dress in lipsy for the wedding. Oh, God. Well, if you want me to wear a lip dress to your wedding, I'll do it. Well, sure, we're only going to have two people. So, you know, I don't know. I I mean, you, I think let's go full on look at me. You may as well, because there's oh, only yeah. going to be four of us. That fucking song, look at me. Oh, and well, they're easy because Jerry's dog died this week. Oh, fuck, really? Jerry's had a tough week. Yeah, sure. Their doggy died. Um, What's the dog's name? Oh, who knows? I don't know. I just know there was a picture of the dog and with the headline, Jerry's dog is dead. So, I mean, I, I do love with the Daily Mail, there's no like reading in between the lines. No clickbait. It's just like that story is done. I don't need to click into it now. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, the dog is dead, but still, you're right. Awful song, regardless. Ooh, well, give me. I think the song was bad, but it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't great for Jerry's vocal range. Now, I don't know what song would be, but <laughs> look at me. I just think whose decision was it to say, you know what, I think we need, let's have a lot of low notes. Let's just go lower. That's what we, that's what we need to be doing here. I think what they should have done with her is they should have pulled an old, like, some dance track. And like the oh, yeah. That would have really been good for her, like kind of like share the lead. Just you know, like, say, oh, my God. It's just about to say, yeah. 
if you believe in that. He, he definitely could have done that. And it would have like, it would have like made sense and stuff. And like, I think, I think the mistake with her solo career was that they actually got her to sing. Yeah. I think it should have been just straight up segue into TV presenting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, wow. But sure, she should have been like she should have been sitting in, you know, a soft chair and talking to someone about angels. Like that's what Jerry should have been doing. Like I don't know why they were like, Do you know that song? Right, okay, fame. We think that's you, Jerry. This is your comeback. This is you. Do you remember? And she was. Do you remember the new body by Jerry as well that none of us could get our head around? Fake. Where she was like about like she was minute. Oh my god! It was she was absolutely minuscule, and we were like, "What? What is this? This is just insane." I mean, not you know, not to body shame or anything like that, but. I think certainly based on my body type, I would have always kind of gravitated towards Jerry because I was like, oh, she's curvy and, you know, like I feel. And then next thing she's out with the leg warmers and she's eating chocolate cake out of poor old George Michael's bin. We've all been there. <sighs> oh, Jerry. Well, I hope she gets over the L's dog. I know. Uh, it, is, it is hard when you lose the dog. But she is minted now anyway, so, I mean, not that money buys you happiness, but I'm sure... It, it buys you a new dog. Yeah, it does. I say it's a close second as well with the old happiness money. Yeah, no, it does. And also, when you're that rich, you don't have to go through the the sweat and blood and tears of a DSPCA adoption process. You know, they're like, they just want to see everything. Your bank statements, <laughs> your home insurance... Do you drive your own car? It's it's insane. They get to sign a form that you are agreeing that they can do spot checks for the next like two years whenever they want. It's 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 isn't that? It's for a three-legged lurcher. Like I'm not saying that the different (laughs) types of dogs, you know, have should have a different value placed on their lives. But I'm paying. I'm paying you for a four-year-old three-legged lurcher. I know. This is is it. And let's face it, they're all lurchers. Like, whatever is going on, it's just lurcher, lurcher, lurcher. You rock up to the, you rock up to the pound and, you know, they're like, how do you feel about lurchers? Because that's just, I mean, that's essentially what we're doing here. But I know, I do think it is. I mean, obviously we want the lurcher to go to good home. Um, But it is, it's just, a, it's a bit extreme. Like the spot checks, it's just up there with the new legislation now about the guards rocking up to your gaff if they think you've got over six people in there. Well, I, years ago, obviously I got Ella the cat, Coco. And I used to have to keep going up to the DSPCA to see, like, if there was any kittens. And I made the mistake one time going up and I asked the cat person, I was like, do you have any, like, kittens? Or do you know when would be kind of a good time to, like, suss out a few kittens? Like, he basically spat in my fucking face. Yeah. And he's like, well, Tabby here, who's seven, who has feline AIDS, needs a home as well. And you're like, I just want to get my five-year-old a kitten. Like, really? Am I? I'm not I possible. know. It's, well, I, I think it's something on. age is missing an eye and is like making that noise. All you hear Tabby make is that noise. That cat's making really pissed off. Like, Mom! Uh, that noise. Like, can I? Okay, I I'll keep calling every week until there's kittens there and then I'll pay like fucking 200 euro for a fucking kitten and sign over my life and put the DSPCA in my fucking will and agree <laughs> and like they want to know like the fucking configuration of your gaff and your house plan and you're like oh hey, yeah you a calf flap and you're like no I just have the window in the downstairs bathroom like she can just jump in that she's a fucking cat 
I know, it's just, it's too extreme. He goes through this hassle and then the cat just fucks off. She's like, yeah, I'm going to move in with the old man around the corner. He's let me fucking coleslaw him. Like, she was fucking demented. I remember me and Shane started seeing each other and he started calling up to the house. And I had Coco. And she was like the noisiest cat ever. She like, we like obviously talking, I know she didn't talk, but she'd be going around the gas, just walking around the gas, and wow, 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 wow. And Shane was like, what the fuck is going on with your cat? And I was like, no, I don't know, I don't know. He's like, so you were like, so Shane made you make, make the choice. It's Coco or me. And because Shane so, is still in your life, we can all put two and two together here. No, in fairness to El Coco, like we moved gas. She moved gas three times. To get away from Coco. <laughs> to be sure it's space of time. And all within like the same area. Now she was a great cat, but it was very much on her terms. And of course. You see, the, the, the issue happened. What happened was Stan fancied Coco. Okay, oh, well, this you see, people don't talk about this, but like it, this yeah. is a real thing because we had a dog and two cats, and whatever was going on between Nessie the cocker spaniel and Tiger the tabby, it just it wasn't right. Mm. And it wasn't well. It wasn't right, really, but it was. It very, wasn't always consensual either. If I'm uh, honest, yeah. Stan was obsessed. So. Twiggy hated, well, she was fascinated by her, but definitely there was hatred between Twiggy and Coco. And Stan was just infatuated with her. And then what would happen is we'd have a few drinks at home and Shane would go off and get Coco and have the three of them in the sitting room. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, they need to get to know each other. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So it would always end in... Coco smacking Twiggy in the face and her getting up on a bookshelf and then Stan just looking at her just like panting. <laughs> but Stan is a creep. Like, can we just get, be real oh, here? A fucking nice, relaxing gin and tonic. I don't want these fucking pet wars going on. So anyway, she yeah. the pastures new. We see her the odd time, but... It's that thing of she pretends not to see it. I'll put it that way. Actually, not in the odd time, the odd time. And when you see each other, do you do that thing about, you know, it's like when you meet a housemate from the past and you pretend not to see one another. No, no, she runs over to you. She does a little kind of, and the purr, and she runs towards you. She is a gorgeous cat, but like, She's always a bit fucked in the head now, to be fair. She's just never yeah. Always talking, always waking you up, always fucking waking you up. You couldn't, like, any food in the kitchen. She was such a cheeky bitch. Like, I think she was fucking opening the fridge, to be honest, to get the butter. Like, yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's at the, yeah, no, I mean, I know it is funny with the cats, like they are notions.com. Well, you see, but you know, Molly follows, follows me to the toilet now. It's just, it's codependent.com. It's so wrong, but she just, and it's kind of scary. Even this morning now, it wasn't quite bright and I just saw a shadow outside the door and next thing the door opened and <laughs> Molly was in beside me, but it did remind me of that scene in Jurassic Park with the T-Rex. And you can just oh, see yeah. the shadows in the kitchen. And you're like, oh, Jesus, it's just Molly. <laughs> so there's always that thing with the cat that I think it's love, but it's love on an edge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then when you look back at it, you're kind of like, it's abusive. Yeah, no, it is definitely. And especially with her old cataracts going on or whatever it is with her eyes. Like, if she come in, you know, if we if one of us leaves, like, the door open, she might, like, we've tried to now get her out of the bed because it's just getting ridiculous. So she now sleeps up in the utility room on her chair. But, like, even last night now, um, the kitchen door was left open. So she came down. But it's, it's like, <laughs> you do wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like something's on you. And then you turn on the light and you realise Molly is one centimetre from your face, like just with her cataract's eyes, just like meowing at you. 
and it's just a little bit extreme. It's just intense. Yeah. And then oh, think- you see, do you know, even you saying about the feline aids, I had a kitten called Bunny and my vet was convinced that he, she had the feline aids because she bit the dust quite quickly. So that's really bringing all the memories back of having cats in the 80s. Yeah, it was, uh, it's not like the cats kind of were any different. Like they got wind of the whole fucking aid thing as well, you know what I mean? So, they were getting on board with this. I don't know what was going yeah, on. They were, doing they, their own, they were doing their own fundraising. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> they had their own stuff going on. Now, that was the same vet who misgendered Minnie, my next cat. So I don't know, like, how much credence. I think, do you know, I think if you were a vet in the 80s, I think generally you just, your dad had been a vet and then you just said, you know what, I wouldn't mind being a vet as well. And they just gave you blue scrubs and you were you were a vet. I don't even know no. if there was a college situation. No, no. I honestly think that the only qualifications you needed to be a vet in Ireland in the 80s was you had to be Protestant. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say Protestant or wealthy, but I mean, synonymous, like one and the same. Same. <laughs> Two sides of the one coin. Do you ever meet those people, though, that have just, like, had money, like, the whole fucking time? Oh, I mean, they're always people who say things like, I did a bit of photography and now I'm just taking my time. I'm just, you know, like, I just, like... (laughs) As against the rest of us, that sense of urgency, like you'd be talking about Molly, you know, waking you up in the middle of the night, but like being woken up by your auntie or your mother or both to be told if you don't work, you don't eat. Like that sense of urgency is always missing from these people. They're always flirting with photography or anthropology or some kind of ology. Yeah. And they're like, I just kind of want to take a bit of time to figure out like who I am, what I want to do. And you're like, yeah, I'm figuring that out too, but I'm I'm working in a restaurant. Yeah, but I'm also, okay, I'm figuring that out too, but do you want butter or mayo on this roll? Because like, you know, I'm just, seriously, I like there's a queue now. You have to just hurry this along, love. But exactly that. The rest of us would be working in the delis or the restaurants or whatever, trying to figure it all out on our 10 minute break. I know, fuck's sake. Oh, well. But we wish them well, and sure, we're only jealous. And uh, like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And um, live, laugh, love, and all the rest. Yeah, that's it. Each to their own, that's it. <laughs> Leave them off. Good for them. Uh, and yeah, and all those other diplomatic statements. Um, I suppose that's it. We should probably get get on with our lives, should we? We should. So this is it's the last ever. No, <laughs> it's the last of ninety for about a month. A little while. Yeah, we'll see. A few weeks anyway. So we'll we'll be back in a few in a few weeks. Um, please don't cancel the Patreon because that would be read. Now that would be. That would be harsh, wouldn't it? The couple of weeks Julie's on maternity leave. That would be very harsh, wouldn't it? <laughs> please don't, please don't be that person. Um, but obviously, if your financial circumstances changed, etc., we totally understand. But still, um, and thank so much. Statements, though. We have to, yeah, we have to. We'd have to do a DSPCA on it and we'd have to see something. Okay. So you'd have to give us just access to your online banking for a little while. Um just I to make sure it was does want to cancel. I'm sure you don't know, or maybe you do know, but it's actually uh we need six months notice on that. So <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's not we don't do sudden breakups, okay? You need to give us a chance to make this relationship better. Big stuff. That's only um, fair. Well, we but I might, so I much. might go on. I might go on at some stage and give a little update. Oh yeah, and sure. Look, I might go. I might go on at my it's myself. I would say certainly over the next few weeks, I'll go on it at some point and just give a little leaking nipple update. 
So we'll do mm, a couple of videos and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what's nice about the page. That's what's nice about the Patreon is that you can just whack stuff up willy nilly. You can. Oh, willy nilly. The old willy nilly is what got us into this mess. Okay, so Emma, thanks so much for coming into my life. Yeah, I'll chat to you soon. Talk to you soon, love. I'll let you know how I get on. Two, yes, fucking do, yeah. (laughs) Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.